This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast with Charlie Badwini. This is the Breath of Fresh Jets podcast. I'm your host, Charlie, and this is your number one stop for all things Jets content and news. OTAs kicked off this week, and the Jets were in full practice mode in Florham Park. We had a great first look at Zach Wilson and how that offense may flow this season. Unfortunately, there were a few no-shows by some important players, including on the offensive side of the ball, Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, and Mekhi Becton. Crowder, I understand. It's possible he could be upset with the team after... They drafted uh, wide receiver Elijah Moore, who fits his uh, slot receiver type role in the offense. Maybe he's just taking some time off, but as a veteran, it's not 100% necessary for him to be a 100% participant in all these organized team activities. However, I don't see an excuse for Becton or Mims to not be there. Why would you not want to ingrain yourself in the new coaching staff in this new offense, you know? Zach Wilson coming into the, into the league in his first year, it's really important that he's, he's got to start building chemistry with his offensive line, his, his starting receivers. And hopefully this was just, a, they wanted to get a, an early kick on Memorial Day weekend and they you know had somewhere to go, but hopefully they'll be back in next week and we'll have more information then. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Carl Lawson and Marcus May were no-shows at, at OTAs this week. Marcus May, I understand he's, uh, you know, got a contract dispute going on right now. Allegedly, uh, the Jets are working on a contract extension for May, but that probably won't come for another few weeks or so. Lawson, not sure why he's not showing up. Maybe he was there earlier in the week. Uh, yesterday was was only the first day the media was allowed to see uh, parts of OTAs, so that's where I'm getting this information from. It's very possible that these players showed up earlier in the week. So, but uh, yeah. Carl Lawson, a no-show, and Marcus May as well. Coach Solo, when talking to the media after practice, was asked lots of questions, of course, about his rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, and he had nothing but praise to talk about with Zach. He he said Wilson has so much horsepower in his brain or something along the lines of that. Just the way he's able to process the field, even just as a rookie, uh, Offensive coordinator Mike LaFleur said he just keeps asking for more and more film to watch. And, of course, this is generic quarterback stuff, but just stuff you stuff you love to hear uh, coming out of out of uh, OTAs, stuff like this. Just, you know, gives, gives you some hope going into the 2021 season. And speaking of OTAs, I figured for this episode we could, you know, break down the, I believe it's like 90-man roster we have right now, and try and trim off some of that fat, take a look and see what... The Jets' uh, full 53-man roster might look like at, at the end of the preseason and after all the cuts going into week one of the regular season. So why don't we take this down, uh, break it down position by position, offense, defense, special teams, take a look at all the camp bodies we have, the potential starters that are there, and we'll start at quarterbacks. So at the moment, we only have three quarterbacks on the roster. We have Zach Wilson, of course, James Morgan, and Mike White. Morgan was a fourth-round pick in the 2020 last year's draft, and Mike White, he's been he's he's sticking around a little bit. I guess he's a he 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 was a Gase guy. I guess Joe Douglas kind of likes him a little bit. I think one of the more shocking parts of this offseason so far is the fact that the Jets have not signed a a veteran quarterback to be the backup for Zach Wilson going into 2021. Um, they were reportedly in on Brian Hoyer before he resigned with New England, but as of right now, there's not a lot out there on the market. Look for the Jets to 
uh, take a look at Nick Mullins. He was the former backup in San Francisco, currently a free agent coming off some wrist surgery, I believe. And once he's healthy, once he's he's able to go, it's a possibility that, you know, Coach Sala, Coach LaFleur could make that phone call, bring in, you know, with that special connection, bring in a, you know, not, not a, not, not a, a bona fide veteran per se, but Mullins has played a few games in the NFL and he knows that, that LaFleur system well. So I think he would be a great backup to mentor Zach as he takes his first steps as an NFL quarterback. So just because we're just going to come out and say, uh, we'll cut Mike White and sign Nick Mullins as our as our second string quarterback. Wilson's uh, QB1 of course and James Morgan picks up that QB3 role. Still, you know, young, still raw. He could develop into a decent backup one of these years. So, three quarterbacks on the roster. At running back, we currently have six on the roster. We have Tevin Coleman, a free agent we just picked up, Michael Carter, our rookie running back, Ty Johnson, Michael P Ryan, Josh Adams, and recently signed Austin Walter. Don't really see the Jets needing six running backs going into the season. I think four is a good number. It's, it's a good rotational committee size. So we'll cut Josh Adams and Austin Walter. Walter, kind of an easy choice there. Seems like more of a camp body. The Jets just happened to pick up with that San Fran connection. And Josh Adams doesn't really bring a lot to the table that Ty Johnson or Michael Carter does. And Michael P. Ryan, they, they utilized a draft pick on him in the 2020 draft. I don't see Douglas cutting loose one of his draft picks so soon after he was picked. So four running backs going into the, into the regular season. Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and LaMichael P. Ryan. Nice little running back committee there. The wide receiver room is quite a logjam right now, I'd say. We currently have 14 receivers on the roster, and clearly not all of them are going to make the team. I have the Jets cutting seven of them. So off the bat, let's just read off our receivers. We got Corey Davis, of course, free agent addition. Denzel Mims, second-year receiver out of Baylor. Jameson Crowder, who's been the Jets' most reliable receiver since he's come on the, onto the team. Rookie Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss. Uh, Keelan Cole, what, the wide receiver four they signed from Jacksonville. Braxton Berrios, who's been a, a valuable special teams player for the Jets since he's signed with them. Tavon Austin, a veteran camp body the Jets recently picked up. Vincent Smith, another great special teamer. Jeff Smith, who had some snaps last year due to the receivers uh, being injured. Lawrence Cager, who unfortunately yesterday at OTAs had a, a really serious hamstring injury, so uh, thoughts and prayers with him. Hopefully he gets it together soon. He was showing some flashes uh, towards the end of last season. Josh Malone, DJ Montgomery, Matt Cole, and Manasseh Bailey. Those last few guys uh, all off the bat getting cut. Tavon Austin, uh, we're going to cut him. He's he, he's probably just there as a, to help the young receivers on the roster learn the offense. He spent some time in San Fran last year. We're going to cut Jeff Smith uh, loose as well. He doesn't bring too much to the table that, you know, a Vincent Smith or um, Braxton Berrios brings to the table. Lawrence Cager, we're going to put him to IR. I initially had him as a cut, but, you know, it, it's possible he could, he could be missing some serious time after that hamstring injury. So that leaves the Jets with seven receivers on the roster, that being Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Jameson Crowder, Elijah Moore, Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios, and Vincent Smith. I kept Vincent Smith because he was the Jets' kick returner in 2019. In 2020, he suffered, uh, I, I believe it was it was a torn quad, but he's got some speed. Great return, man. So he can stick around on the roster on special teams. At the tight end position, currently have six on the roster. We have Chris Herndon, of course, Tyler Croft, recent free agent acquisition, Ryan Griffin, who stuck around a few years, Trayvon Wesco, a, a uh, Mike McCagnan draft pick, Dan Brown, and Kenny Yaboy the undrafted free agent out of Ole Miss. 
Um, I think the Jets are going to be keeping a couple tight ends on the roster. I'm going to go with four here. Chris Herndon and Tyler Croft obviously are going to be the, the, the two main guys at tight end going into the season. I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if they run a lot of two tight end sets featuring these two players with uh, Kenny Yaboy uh, trying to make, make his way, stick his foot in the door there. He's got a lot of talent. He's young, and I hope the Jets try and utilize him going into the season. But Ryan Griffin, a little bit older for my taste. He didn't bring a lot to the table last year. Unfortunately, he gets cut. And same thing along with Dan Brown. Just doesn't really bring a lot to the table. Uh, he played played some special teams last year, but nothing crazy on uh, impact-wise. So those four tight ends going into the season, Chris Herndon, Tyler Croft, Trevon Wesco, who's a great blocker, and Kenny Yaboy. Now we move on to the offensive line. At center, currently uh, three on the roster. We got Connor McGovern, who was the incumbent starter last year. Dan Feeney, another free agent acquisition, and Jimmy Murray. Uh, this is pretty easy. Cutting Jimmy Murray, he's more of a camp body. Connor McGovern will be the starter at center this season, and Dan Feeney, who is uh, a pretty solid backup, I would say. Dan the Mullet Feeney, my guy. At offensive guard, currently we have five on the roster. Obviously, rookie Elijah Vera Tucker, our, fir- our second first-round pick. Alex Lewis, who's you know a fan favorite of mine. I've always had a soft spot for him. Uh, Greg Van Roten, who, who was a free agent acquisition last year. He had a few good games, but also some stinkers here and there. Cam Clark, another uh, draft pick from 2020, who didn't play last year. He had that red shirt, but he has all the physical attributes you want out of an offensive guard. Could be taking a step forward. It'll be interesting to see how this guard battle plays out in training camp. Um, And also, of course, uh, free agent acquisition Corey Levin from the Titans. Uh, At guard, I I have the Jets cutting Alex Lewis. He's, He's older than all these guys on the roster at guard, except for Van Roten. I think uh, Douglas, you know, Van Roten's a Douglas guy. Lewis was traded for by Douglas as well, but has had some issues uh, towards the end of last season. Obviously, he was put on the uh, non-football injury list due to some some things that happened in-house. No one's really too sure what happened there, but um, I, I think everything's okay now. It seems like Alex Lewis got the help he needed. He's uh, on a better path right now, but unfortunately, that path takes him away from the Jets. I have him cutting him leaving only four guards on the roster being AVT, of course, Greg Van Roden, Cam Clark, and Corey Levin. Hopefully, um, Cam Clark wins that starting job in training camp. That would be super exciting for the Jets to have a draft pick like that pan out and be a great starter going into year two. Obviously, like I said before, took that red shirt his uh, his first year in the league. But Van Roden, uh, even though he's a, a decent veteran option, he doesn't have a lot of upside, and Cam Clark really does have that upside. So, would be so awesome to see him step up into that starting role. Uh, imagine our young offensive line. You know, Becton starting at the left side. You got AVT there at left guard, McGovern at center, Cam Clark at right guard, and of course George Fant at right tackle. Speaking of tackles, currently have seven on the roster. Those guys being Makai Becton, of course, George Fant, Chuma Idoga, Connor McDermott, Grant Hermans, Tristan Hodge, and Teton Saltz. Those last three guys, all undrafted free agents. I don't see any of them making the team, so let's cut those three guys off the bat. Maybe if you stick around in the practice squad. And then uh, also Connor McDermott getting the cut as well. He doesn't really bring a lot to the table. He's stuck around on the roster the last few years as a backup, but at this point, I, I don't think it's necessary to keep him, especially with the, with the depth we have at guard and the versatility that, that some of those guys could kick out to tackle if need be. But, of course, Becton and Fant, the two starters at both sides. 
and Idoga, the swing tackle backup that could play either role. And Cam Clark has some tackle experience. Van Roten as well played some right tackle in Carolina. And Elijah Vera Tucker also played right tackle and left tackle at USC. So really a lot of versatility all over this offensive line. I think that's what Joe, Joe Douglas was shooting for when he was uh, selecting these guys and signing these players. So, and that does it for the offense. So we just finished that up. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the projected starters for the Jets offense. Of course, at quarterback, we have Zach Wilson. At running back, Tevin Coleman gets the, gets the starting role as that veteran running back in the locker room. Wide receiver one being Corey Davis. Wide receiver two, Denzel Mims. Slot wide receiver, Jameson Crowder with his backup, of course, being Elijah Moore. Tight end, Chris Herndon. Left tackle, Makai Becton. Left guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. Center, Connor McGovern. Right guard, that's to be determined. It could be Greg Van Roten, could be Cam Clark. And right tackle being George Fant. And off the bat, that offense is just a complete upgrade over last year's. I mean... I mean, of course, a quarterback. It's you could argue it's a downgrade being going from from a, a third-year vet to a rookie. But look at those receivers, man. Uh, wide receiver one Corey Davis instantly off the bat. Denzel Mims being healthy, of course, going to week one will be a big deal as he wasn't last season. Tevin Coleman, uh, a great starting running back, and of course, Elijah Vera Tucker at left guard is a major upgrade over Alex Lewis from last season. You're listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Badwini. Moving over to the defensive side of the ball, uh, on the defensive line, a lot of lot of bodies, lots of bodies. Uh, of course, defensive lineman Quinnen Williams, two big free agency additions in Carl Lawson and Sheldon Rankins, Foley Fatukasi, uh, another free agency addition in Vinnie Curry, second-year defensive lineman Jabari Zuniga, Nathan Shepard, uh, a McCagney draft pick, Kyle Phillips, undrafted free agent, second-year player Bryce Huff, Seventh-round pick Jonathan Marshall in this last year's draft. Tanzel Smart and Michael Duomfor. So the Jets and Coach Sala are obviously going to keep a lot of defensive linemen. If you look back to those San Francisco teams that, that Sala coached, they had a, a plethora of defensive linemen that rotated in and out every snap. So some, some uh, cuts off the bat, Michael, Michael Duomfor and Tanzel Smart. Um, two guys, you know, camp bodies don't really bring a lot to the table. And two really, really difficult cuts, Kyle Phillips and Nathan Shepard, two guys who have had a little bit of an impact over the past two years in this Jets team, if you think about it. But just a lot of other untapped potential on the defensive line. Guys like Jonathan Marshall, who's a rookie, Bryce Huff, uh, th- th- those guys I think are going to earn their spots. Jabari Zuniga is expected to take a leap this year going into his second year. He did- didn't get a lot of playing time last year, but obviously the Jets have some faith in him. So that leaves us with eight guys going into the regular season. You got Quinnen Williams, of course, Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, Fully Fatukasi, who's always a contributor, Vinnie Curry, who's going to be a situational pass rusher, Jabari Zuniga, Bryce Huff, and Jonathan Marshall. Looking at linebacker, lots and lots of bodies here as well. Of course, C.J. Mosley making his comeback after opting out of last season and playing virtually three quarters of football in 2019, the year they signed him. Speaking of which, Mosley was actually present at OTAs this week every single day, which is absolutely fantastic to see. You know, everyone thought he kind of lost his passion for football, you know, after that injury. It's got to rock you mentally. And then the fact that he opted out last year, 
my my personal belief is he opted out to avoid Gase, but you know that's you know not confirmed or denied, kind of more of a joke on my end. But he's going to be just an absolute such a, a a presence on on the Jets defense this year. He's going to be the captain. You think back to 2019 week one against the Buffalo Bills and the Jets defense looked like the best in football when Mosley was on the field before he had that groin injury. He had, you know, like eight tackles. He had the fumble recovery for a touchdown. He had an interception, had a beautiful pass breakup in the end zone, which happened to tear his groin. But just those three quarters should get any Jets fan excited for what this defense could look like in 2021, especially with Mosley at the helm playing that inside linebacker, captain of the defense, organizing where everyone should go, everyone should be. And I, I couldn't be more excited if he's even 80, 80% of what he was that game. The Jets defense instantly takes a dramatic leap. So, of course, my C.J. Mosley tangent, uh, tangent is, is, is over. Of course, uh, Gerard Davis, free agency addition, who the Jets are converting from inside linebacker to strong side linebacker. They're going to use him a lot in, in pass rushing situations. And third-year linebacker Blake Cashman, who has had some injury issues the past few years. He's never really been able to stay on the field for a full 16-game season. Always hurt. But, you know, maybe you always hope that this might be the year, but not a lot of faith in him going into 2021. I mean, not... When I say not a lot of faith in him, not in his, his ability or his talent, just his ability to stay on the field, I, I have some doubt in, which is why it's important to have a lot of linebacker depth for these Jets. Um, Noah Dawkins, who is a, just another camp body. Delshawn Phillips, I think he had some solid connections. Jamie and Sherwood, uh, Hamsa Nasruldeen, two draft picks from the Jets, converted safeties to linebacker. Sharif Finch, another camp body. And Camillo Eifler, an undrafted free agent. So off the bat, we're going to cut Camilo Eifler. Not really, doesn't bring much to the table here unless he shows, you know, some flashes in training camp. Sharif Finch and Delshawn Phillips and Noah Dawkins all getting cut. So that leaves us with Mosley, Gerard Davis, Blake Cashman, and our two draft picks in Jamie Sherwood and Hamza Nasrildeen. That's five linebackers on the roster. Mosley going to be starting on the inside. Gerard Davis going to be playing that strong side linebacker and a rotation of Blake Cashman, Jamie Sherwood and Hamsa Nasruldeen are they're, they're, they're going to be competing for that weak side linebacker role. I can see Cashman getting the starting job going into week one, but like I said, probably will be getting hurt, and then it'll be a rotation of Nasruldeen and Sherwood competing for that weak side linebacker role. They'll both get some snaps there, definitely. At cornerback, there are a whole lot of players here. Um, a lot of young guys, not a lot of, of, uh, of veteran experience here in the cornerback room. But, you know, we got uh, Bryce Hall, six-round pick in the 2020 draft. Bless on Austin, another late-round pick from the Mike McCagnan era. You got Corey Ballantyne, who was a, a waiver addition in the middle of the season in 2020. Justin Hardy, a special teams ace. He's not really a cornerback. He's just listed there, but he strictly plays special teams. Javelin Goudry and Lamar Jackson, two undrafted free agents from last year. And then, of course, you have our draft additions in the, into the cornerback room this season. You got Michael Carter II out of Duke, Jason Pinnock out of Pitt, Isaiah Dunn, who's an undrafted free agent out of, uh, I believe, Oregon State. He's uh, the highest paid undrafted free agent of all time. So I, I think he's obviously got something to bring to the table if the Jets were willing to make him the, you know, the highest paid undrafted free agent of all time. And then Brandon Eccles, who was their late six-round pick out of Duke, I believe. So as much as I hate to do this, we're going to be cutting 
Lamar Jackson, who showed some flashes last year as an outside corner. Of course, he's the, the corner that blew that one-on-one coverage against Henry Ruggs for the game-winning touchdown against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, that famous Greg Williams career-killing game. Um, Zane Lewis off the bat getting cut. He doesn't really bring a lot to the table. Uh, Brandon Eccles, I hate to cut a draft pick, but there's just so many bodies here at cornerback that I really don't see how at least one of those guys the Jets drafted, you know, between Michael Carter, Jason Pinnock, and Isaiah Dunn, Brandon Eccles, I don't see how one of those guys doesn't get cut or, you know, make their way to the practice squad. And I'm just picking Eccles here because I um, haven't seen a lot out of him. He, he's the, the, latest draft, the latest drafted corner of that group. And another tough cut, Corey Ballantyne, who didn't get any snaps at, at on defense at, towards the end of last season, even though the Jets picked him up. Mostly just, just just a special teamer, and I think Justin Hardy takes over that role from him. You know, someone with more experience and obviously a lot better on special teams. So that leaves us with Bryce Hall and Bless Austin being the starting two corners, and that depth being Javelin Goudry, Michael Carter the second. Jason Pennock and Isaiah Dunn. The competition going into training camp is going to be really interesting with these cornerbacks. Uh, Coach Sala said in his interview with the media yesterday that he was asked about bringing in a veteran cornerback given how young all these corners are on the roster. And his answer was, if we were to bring in a veteran now, it would take snaps away from these young guys. So, you know, looking ahead to the future before the season starts, I still expect the Jets to bring in a veteran cornerback. Not sure who, like I said before, it could be Steven Nelson, could be Richard Sherman, you know, we really don't know. But it, And then it's even possible, again, that the Jets could go into the regular season with these young corners. But as of right now, Bryce Hall and Bless Austin, your two outside corners, and then you'll have Javelin Goudry and probably Michael Carter II competing for that nickel slot cornerback role. A lot of uh, bodies at safety right now. You got Marcus May, Ashton Davis, and LaMarcus Joyner on the roster. Davis being last year's third-round pick, and LaMarcus Joyner being a free agent acquisition this offseason. You know, the, the Jets don't really need a lot of these safeties behind the, those starting three. You have Bennett Jackson, JT Hassel, Elijah Campbell, and Jordan Peters. Those guys, I think, are all going to get cut because those those depth cornerbacks the Jets have all have the versatility to kick back and play safety. You know, you got uh, Bless on Austin who can play some free safety. Isaiah Dunn played strong safety in college, converted to corner for the NFL, but he could probably bounce back and forth with that zone secondary scheme that Sala runs on his defense. So going into the regular season, only three safeties on the roster, that being May, Davis, and Joyner. So now that the defense has been trimmed down, let's take a look at our starting defense. At On the defensive line, we have Quinton Williams and Sheldon Rankins getting the start at defensive tackle. Carl Lawson and Vinnie Curry going to be starting on, on, the, uh, on the ends of the line there. Carl Lawson, of course, the big free agent acquisition. And Vinnie Curry, who's just a, a great veteran to have there. He'll probably start, but I, I, I can definitely see guys like Jabari Zuniga, John Franklin Myers kind of sneaking in there, able to get snaps in and out, you know, rotation-wise. At inside linebacker, we have the captain, C.J. Mosley. Strong side linebacker Gerard Davis, weak side being the starter being Blake Cashman, but like I said, I expect Nashville Dean and Sherwood to either compete and get some snaps in there, you know, just rotating in and out certain plays and whatnot. Cornerback one, Bryce Hall. Cornerback two, Bless Austin. Starting nickel cornerback, Michael Carter the second, and Ashton Davis starting at strong safety, and Marcus May starting at free safety. Just a quick special teams uh, rundown. Obviously, the only two kickers on the roster are Sam Ficken and Chris Nagar. 
I'm going to cut Ficken and keep Nagar. Just, you know, Ficken wasn't amazing last year with nothing special. Nagar, the rookie, could be, you know, could bring something new to the table, could be a more talented, up higher upside than Ficken. So we'll, we'll keep Nagar. Of course, the only punter on the roster, Braden Mann, and our long snapper, Thomas Hennessy. And there you have it, the Jets' final 53-man roster heading into week one of the regular season. Obviously, this is subject to change. There could be some veterans brought in, more free, you know, free agency uh doesn't always end after the draft or before the draft or whatever. Teams are going to make changes uh, throughout the summer in July and August. It's very possible that the Jets could bring in another cornerback, another uh, veteran QB to back up Zach Wilson. So we'll see what what happens and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure we keep tabs on that as we get through training camp and OTAs. That's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, give the Breath of Fresh Jets Instagram page a follow at Breath of Fresh Jets on Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook. It's easier to keep track of when episodes are posted and whatnot if you follow the social media. I always make a post whenever an episode's about to come out and also other uh, Jets-related headlines and news. Always some fun content going up over there. So if you have the chance and have the social media, go give it a, a follow and a like. So that's going to do it for me. Game three tonight. Knicks Hawks in Atlanta. Can't wait for that. Maybe we'll talk some Knicks next week as we uh, finish up the first round of the playoffs. We'll see if the if the Knicks are able to get past the Hawks. I say uh, I say Knicks in six, but you know you never never know with the New York Knicks. So let's talk next week. You've been listening to the Breath of Fresh Jets with Charlie Bedwin.